Hey y'all, in today's podcast, we continue on into chapter 11 of the book of Ezekiel. And God had just left the temple. He left the temple. Judgment has come forth and is being poured out with hot coals over Jerusalem. And the faithful remnant who stand firm in faith and refuse to be shook by the world around them, they are safe with God. And in verse 1 of chapter 11, we're going to continue. Then the Spirit lifted me and brought me to the east gateway of the Lord's temple, where I saw 25 prominent men of the city. Among them were Jaazaniah, the son of Azur, and Palatiah, the son of Benaniah, who were leaders among the people. The Spirit said to me, Son of man, these are the men who are planning evil and giving wicked counsel in this city. They say to the people, Is it not a good time to build houses? This city is like an iron pot. We are safe inside it, like a meat in a pot. Therefore, son of man, prophesy against them loudly and clearly. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon me, and he told me to say, This is what the Lord says to the people of Israel. I know what you are saying, for I know every thought that comes into your heads. You have murmured many in this city, and it filled its streets with the dead. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. This city is an iron pot, all right, but the pieces of meat are the victims of your injustice. As for you, I will drag you from this pot. I will bring on you the sword of war, so you great, so greatly fear, says the Sovereign Lord. I will drive you out of Jerusalem and hand you over to the foreigners who will carry out my judgments against you. You will be slaughtered all the way to the borders of Israel. I will execute judgment on you and you will know that I am the Lord. So he's talking to the leaders of the people, the leaders, the people who work for the leadership of God's people and the leadership are doing evil things and not worshiping God. And they say, Oh, we're safe here. Nothing's going to happen. I know Ezekiel's been saying all these things, but ugh, it's not going to happen in our time. He's just blowing his, his horn. He's just speaking out of his left cheek. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's crazy. Nothing's going to happen in our time. Let's just sit comfy here, comfy in here in our little city and eat, drink, and be merry and not worry about a thing. And he shows Ezekiel these 25 wicked men. And when when the prophets see the coming destruction of Jerusalem, they can't bear to see it, but Yahweh has a solution so he, they they are like they see all this horribleness coming and it's they don't want to think about it they don't want to see it but God's downloading these visions he's giving them these these dreams and these visions and God is the solution and his spirit is the solution and the power of his spirit to make their hearts tender and right with him again is the solution. And we end up in the same ways. We think, oh, Jesus, he's not coming again. He's not coming in our time. So we can just eat, drink, and be merry. And we don't know when he's coming, but we know we're supposed to be ready. We know we're supposed to prepare. And we know we're supposed to live each day as though he's coming today. And God is the solution and Jesus is the answer. And his spirit keeps our hearts tender and keeps us flamed so we go pursue him every day of our lives in preparation knowing he is coming one day and he didn't come yet yesterday so today we're 
a day closer than we were yesterday to his coming. Only God knows the time and the hour, but we are supposed to live prepared and know that he is coming and this is real and not just get comfortable saying, eh, it's never going to happen in our time. Let's just eat, drink, and be merry and sit here in our safe little houses and pretend nothing's going awry and ignore sin and pretend that everything's fine and get all dressed up pretty and go to church and not really do any heart checks, not do any praying and asking God to reveal anything within us that isn't right with him. And we need to be doing that because Jesus is returning and he is coming and we need to make sure we do believe in him, that we know that he died on the cross and was raised from the dead so that we could be saved and live in eternity with him. In verse seven, it continues. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm just going to repeat this. The the city is an iron pot, all right, but the pieces of meat are the victims of your injustice. As for you, I will soon drag you from this pot. He said, I'm going to drag you from this pot. I'm going to drag you from your comfy homes and you won't even know what hit you. I will bring on you the sword of war. So you will greatly fear. So you so greatly fear. I keep messing that up, says the sovereign Lord. I will drive you out of Jerusalem and hand you over to foreigners who will carry out my judgments against you. You will be slaughtered all the way to the borders of Israel. I will execute judgment on you and you know, you will know that I am the Lord. No, this city will not be an iron pot for you and you will not be like meat safe inside it. I will judge you even to the borders of Israel and you will know that I am the Lord for you have refused to obey my decrees and regulations. Instead, you have copied the standards of the nations around you. Well, I was still prophesying. Palatiah, son of Benaiah, suddenly died. Then I fell face down on the ground and cried out, O oh, sovereign Lord, you are going to kill. Are you going to kill everyone in Israel? So as he was saying this and prophesying, one of the men actually died. And he judgment is coming. And he knows it's coming because he sees this. He's a prophet of God and God is giving him all this, the visions and the knowledge and the words of him to bring forth as a warning. And he knows it's true and he knows it's real and he knows it's it's the, the truth of God and that it's coming, but they're not listening. They're not heeding. They have hard hearts and they're not repenting. In verse 14, then this message came to me from the Lord, son of man, the people still left in Jerusalem are talking about you and your relatives and all the people of Israel who are in exile. They are saying those people are far away from this Lord, from the Lord. So now he has given their land to us. So the, when the exile first happened, there was a, a section of the people of God, the Israelites that were taken into exile, but there was some still left. And it's those people who are thinking, oh, they were so sinful. They were so sinful that God took them. And now we get this whole city and we can sit here safe with our false idols in sin and not be found out. We can sit here in Jerusalem. Well, they're being punished for their sins. And everyone always thinks everyone else's sin is worse than their own. And it's, it's not the way it is. Everyone's sin is sin. Sin is sin. And sin is ugly to God, no matter what sin it is. In verse 16, therefore, tell, tell the exiles, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Although I have scattered you in the countries of the world, I will be a sanctuary to you during your time in exile. So now he's speaking to the remnant that he, they are scattered, but they are safe and God will be their sanctuary. Oh, how amazing that is. God is our sanctuary. He keeps us safe. He's with us no matter where we feel scattered, no matter where we feel chaos in life around us. God is our sanctuary. 
Verse 17. I, the Sovereign Lord, will gather you back from the nations where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel once again. When the people return to their homeland, they will remove every trace of their vile images and detestable idols, and I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart, so they will obey my decrees and regulations." Then I, they will truly be my people, and I will be their God. But as for those who long for vile images and detestable idols, I will repay them fully for their sins. I, the Lord, have spoken. So he says there's a remnant that's going to remain, and a new David is coming. Jesus will fulfill David's lineage. The Messiah is coming, and he did. He came, and Jesus saves his flock in Ezekiel 34. It's coming up here, but he he talks about the new David. A new David is coming and he is going to rescue all his people and the remnant will be saved and a shepherd is coming and Jesus comes and he dies on the cross, giving us safety and security for all eternity if we choose him. And he gives us singleness of heart. All I care about is God in my life. And he gives you that. The longer you spend time with him in his word and in prayer and hanging out with God, the more you realize how amazing God is and how much that's all you really want. And it continues in verse 22. Then the cherubim lifted their wings and rose into the air with their wheels beside them, and the glory of God of Israel hovered above them. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the city and stopped above the mountain to the east. And this is the Mount of Olives, to the east of the Mount of Olives. And the, the, his presence is no longer in the temple. His presence sleeps. In verse 24, after the Spirit of God carried me back again to Babylonia, to the people in exile there, and so ended the vision of my visit to Jerusalem, and I told the exiles everything the Lord had showed me. And remember, Ezekiel is in exile with that portion of the people that are already in exile, and he's getting those visions while in exile, and while he's getting this these visions and then releasing them to the exiles, to the leaders, they should have mourned and repented and responded, but they don't. They don't, and he tells them the presence of God has left and they don't even respond. And they, they instead, they sit and pretend and act righteous and they do nothing. And they keep worshiping their false gods and their false idols. And they keep seeking after material things in the world and the evil around them, worse than the pagan nations around them, instead of responding and repenting to God. So that is where we stop with chapter 11 and we'll continue on this journey tomorrow. I hope you're all having a most wonderful day.